That's right. Did you also? That's was so perfect, though. <laughs> okay, so that was you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know it's why weird. you're all laughing. We always crack open the cold one before the boys get together and talk about their favorite shooters like Black Ops, uh, Fortnite, the other ones. Apex, like none of those. <laughs> Apex Legends. So my main in Apex Legends is named Bloodhound, and they have a bird and a knife, and they can do a scan. And I'll activate the super, and then I'll be like, all right, time to do uh, a big sniper shot, because I can see the whole map. And I proceed to miss 30 shots in a row and get killed by a 12-year-old <laughs> who calls me the N-word. Um, Travis, what's your, what's your main in Apex? My main is the Wraith, and I play that, and usually all the streamers on my team immediately leave as soon as I pick her, because <laughs> that's the streamer, streamer character. character. Yes, and then I get called a tryhard a lot, but I, I obviously I'm not a tryhard, because I don't <laughs> win ever. Because <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> Meg, what's your main in Apex, the game you've definitely played? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my main is actually the server that keeps disconnecting me from Anthem. And that's <laughs> oh my the God, why it's I so powerful. Apex because I keep trying Anthem and getting punched in the teeth. Origin's a little weird. I've never Origin's, had any experience with Origin. Origin sucks really fucking bad. <laughs> uh, Dakota, who's your main in Anthem? Um, well, I haven't played for two weeks. You because mean Apex? My desktop. yeah, Apex. I assumed you meant Apex. Um, I don't know. When I was playing, I liked the uh, uh, Maui from Moana. That guy's awesome. Gibraltar? Gibraltar? Yeah. Yeah. I just like how he's like, he's the big tank guy and he can protect everybody. And yeah, I like his lines. He's big, strong, and gay, which mm-hmm. is, is you know, the, the trifecta. Even better. Yeah. Cody told me that he even like does a haka when you like pick him on the character select. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, There's the robot thing. is really fun and lighthearted. Chappie? I like Pathfinder yeah, because yeah, when chappy. you jump, he says like, uh, he'll say stuff like, don't forget to breathe if you have a respiratory system. And then you jump <laughs> out of the airplane. I'm like, I love Chappie. <laughs> the, uh, you know, uh, Neil Blomkamp actually was talking to one of the guys that works for, uh, what's that What's that studio? Whatever. The people who do Apex. And um, he was like, it's, yeah, uh, you guys respawn. should do a Chappie skin. Respawn, yeah. So that guy's down for it. That'd be awesome. For a chappy skin. That'd be my new main. That's all I would play is chappy. <laughs> and you just loudly scream, that's chappy I'm, over and over like, and over that's again. Chappy. <laughs> there I should don't even be a know button where that joke originated. When you, when you ping that character, if they have that skin on, they uh, just say, that's chappy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are... <laughs> Welcome to my own worst anime in the anime rewatch podcast. We're currently rewatching Cowboy Bebop and we watch two episodes a week. Today we are talking about Bohemian Rhapsody and My Funny Valentine. I think those are episodes 14 and 15. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Uh, before we get started, I got I got a little game for you guys. It's a game you're familiar with. 
called oh, yes. Two Spikes in the Nine. Oh, dang. Great. In this game, sorry, I burped right into the mic. Um, <laughs> I never drink I'm alcohol, so the drink I got for the bit at the beginning has really hit me hard. Um, so we're playing Two Spikes in the Nine. It's a game where there are two real animes. Oh my god, I'm so burpy. There's two real <laughs> animes and one fake one. The goal of the game is for you guys to decide which one I made up and which two are real. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. The first anime we have is called Takan! Exclamation point, exclamation point, baseball blitz. 14-year-old <laughs> okay. Katsuki was an up-and-coming baseball prodigy at his local middle school. but was forced to retire after his father, a legendary pitcher known as the Dragon of the Diamond, dies in a <laughs> car accident. Now, two years later, Katsuki reluctantly agrees to join his high school baseball team after learning that the son of the driver who killed his father in the hit-and-run plays for the rival school. <laughs> Oh my god. That is Takan <laughs> Baseball Blitz. I feel like you could almost put like uh some plot synopsis from like a Telemundo in here and I'd be like, yeah, that totally That's sounds an like anime. an anime plot. <laughs> uh the next one's called No Guns Life. After the war, there are many extends in the city. People whose bodies were modified to make them into dangerous weapons. Inui Junzo is one of them, and he has no memories of his life and body before his head was transformed into a gun. <laughs> really? His head gun is designed so that only someone behind him can pull the trigger. Junzo makes a living by taking on cases involving extends in the city, and he's assisted by Mary, an intelligent young woman that he has taken under his protection. That's called No Gun's Life. Oh my god. Lastly, we have The Way of the House Husband. Once known as the immortal Tatsu, the legendary Yakuza that beat a rival gang by himself, Tatsu now has a slight change in occupation as a house husband. But even a devoted stay-at-home husband has to deal with his fair share of battles at the supermarket and clean up dirty messes in the kitchen. <laughs> that is the way of the house husband. Do you guys need me to repeat any of these? <laughs> no, I think I'm very good. Okay, last time we played Two Spikes and an Iron... I like new. It, it was pretty like, okay, but I did my this best. This one is okay. a little more ambiguous. This um, is harder. I have I'm, even less of an idea than I did last time, mm -hmm. which was zero then. And you were so the I, only person I managed to get last time. Okay. <laughs> You're going to get I'm me gonna this say, time too. I'm going to say the one about the guy with a gun for a head. I'm going to say that one is, is the, the, mm. the Cody one. Uh, I want to also because you gave us way more details about that one than the other two, and you did that last time. But that's not really me playing fair. That's me trying to like figure out how you're tricking us. Is it weird that I like that? I want to watch that anime. <laughs> I, I hope it's real, and I really want to watch the Yakuza one also. I want to watch somebody shoot another guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's one has to be it, too. I, I hate to go with the green, but... That's too wild. So three three votes for No Guns Life, final answer? Yeah. Yes. Travis? I mean, yeah. Okay, the fake one was Takan Baseball Blitz. No! What? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so this anime is real? So we're yeah. watching it next, right? <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe that. 
How many oh, I've never heard of this. Cody, Hold you nailed up. it with that first one. I thought that was real. That sounded like a real anime. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was pretty proud of the Dragon of the Diamond, to be honest. <laughs> that was pretty great. You definitely learned from um, us ripping on sport anime last yeah, time. because so. last time, the badminton one, you guys were like, oh, yeah, that's real. And I, thought, I was like, this one's going to trip him up for sure because it's so stupid. But you guys were like, oh, yeah, totally. 14-year-old uh, Babbitton Prodigy. Oh, my God. I have to Google this. What is this gun anime called? No Guns Life. Pardon my mechanical keyboard. Yeah, hold is on. Is a guy's Let's head all... literally a gun? Let's it all is. just... It is. <laughs> no. no Guns Life. That is life. so dumb. <laughs> he looks pretty badass. In my yeah, he looks, badass, yeah, it looks kind of hardcore. A... He has a revolver for a face. This is silly. <laughs> and his mouth is kind of crazy, too. He looks... Oh. Oh, I like wow. the sound of him guns. smoking a cigarette. <laughs> How does he put it? Oh, I don't get it. Okay. How does he see? Also, his hands are guns. I think. <laughs> yeah. I like that he still has a sweet uh, jawline. Oh, yeah. He's a handsome gun. <laughs> so I'm surprised I got all three of you. I didn't think that was going to happen. Also, that you all three unanimously decided this was the fake one. <laughs> it sounded he has, so. He like, for a head. <laughs> What well, last was time, it when last I said, time, oh, go ahead. Last time we played, I learned from you guys that if it's a sports-related thing, then it's probably real. So I was yeah. like, well, that one's got to be real. <clears throat> what? Okay, well, that that's fun. I, I won unanimously. I won this round. <laughs> you did. You got all three of us this time. Also, I guess we have our next, uh, <laughs> we have our next one. Oh my yeah, God. I'll watch that. Uh, okay, so... Let's go ahead and hop into it, uh, Cowboy Bebop. I will. I will talk for Bohemian Rhapsody, and I think Meg is going to do my funny Valentine. Sure. Also, I'm going to burp a lot, <laughs> so get ready for that. Oh man! Think okay, Justin Roiland. So, so we open in with Spike <laughs> walking down the street, and he's wearing those weird little goggles he uses to scam people, and he's just got like this real shitting look on his face. And I burped, and then he just punches a dude in the face. Seemingly for no reason. And then we smash cut to Faye, I think using a USB drive to knock someone out. <laughs> That's not what she like sticks a thing in the guy's neck and he passes out. Mm-hmm. And puts her jewel directly yeah, into his USB. <laughs> <laughs> she takes a big rip on her vape and we cut to Jet. He catches like five guys on an escalator with a net gun. And there's a shot of a of a chess piece being moved across the board and then we cut back to the bebop and we see ein and ed on the bebop and they're obviously very bored because they never actually get taken on any adventures no could you imagine trying to take ed to like a city street and trying to like keep track of her oh my god it would be babysitting last about five minutes before she was on top of a building somewhere (laughs) right so she she they all come back and she says, welcome back. And they all the they're all basically like, well, I don't have any leads. And that guy wasn't the ringleader. And she's like, well, I actually really like how all three of them are just like mulling around and they all sit around the coffee table. And she's like, so and they all just start complaining, talking at once about how like they were just like petty criminals and they didn't have anything and they've got yeah, no leads. Good. And she says, well, like, all, you guys all probably have one piece that is consistent that you could use. Um, like a Do piece you have of any clues? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, she, they're like, oh, I got a chess piece. 
and she's like, and then oh. synchronize. They all dig in their pockets and pull out a king. And uh, we we cut to a warp gate or a sign for warp gate that's written in like ten different languages. And there's like a guy sitting at a at a table, and he says, "They're still using paper to send in complaints, and our servers <laughs> are down from all the e complaints." <laughs> Which <laughs> I love so much that they use the word cyber and E blank <laughs> so much in this to denote oh, yeah. that it's the future. And these all these corporate guys complaining about the complaints uh, say they've put a bounty on someone and we cut to Big Shot and they're talking about how even though some bounty hunters managed to catch all 20 minions of the mastermind of this terrorist attack on the gate recently... They're not going to get paid because the rule is if you don't catch the mastermind, you don't get paid. So we find out that off screen, our gang has managed to collect 20 people and they don't get paid for it. And while the female host, Judy, she's like, sorry, guys. Spike's foot just comes out of nowhere and just (laughs) kicks kicks the the monitor across the table. The CRT TV that they use. Mm -hmm. Spike's go to when he's displeased with technology. And also the ceiling fan goes out. Oh, yes, I noticed that. Yes. My favorite fan. <laughs> and we find out that for some reason they all said that they, they all basically were like, I'm going to work on this one on my own. So they were not working together <laughs> during this. Well, they they wanted to. Oh, yeah. I guess she thought that she could do it solo and collect the all 12 million for herself. Mm-hmm. I think they all agreed to it, didn't they? They did. Okay. But it was her idea because I think she thought it was just going to be like, well, I'm going to round up these idiots not have to go piece together some crazy ass mystery so we we cut back to we find they weren't working together and we see this like creepy old withered hand reach across a digital chessboard. that's ageist it's not yeah why is it creepy it's yeah creepy why is it creepy it's, it's just old he's very decrepit this nasty fucking old hand <laughs> <laughs> get the shit out of my face it's all pale and dry <laughs> It's all like a, old, dusty. Like a worm. <laughs> like it's just a gross skeleton, man. It creaks um, when it moves. <laughs> I was trying to set the stage. Y'all roasted me, but... <laughs> uh, it's very obvious pretty much immediately that this guy playing chess is the mastermind. Like, it's not subtle. I don't think it's supposed oh. to be subtle. Wait. Are you not <laughs> kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what? So we see... Three... Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at this point, guys. <laughs> Heinz a dog? So we, we <laughs> cut to three people in spacesuits, and they're basically putting credit card skimmers in the astral gates, which is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that seems like a pretty big job for, like, a bunch of low-level criminals to, like, get spacesuits and go into space and put these, like, hacking devices in the astral gates. And all and the... Then, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then all of it's going to the exact same bank on Europa and getting laundered and sent back out and none of the culprits had anything in common and none of them had any of the stolen wulongs and we find out the only thing they all had in common was they all bought a book or they all bought a computer software called all new criminal support software and it was that supposed words, to be like an ad blocker for like criminal like anti-criminal piracy i think it was like, it's like it's like the anarchist cookbook. It's like a thing that like shows you how to do shit. Yeah. So it also has a sticker on it that says good bargain, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And he <laughs> says, well, it's complicated to be an outlaw nowadays. 
<laughs> and she also says the word cyberspace, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Just inherently, people saying cyberspace is funny to me. Well, like, Jet assumes that it's, like, a real place, which is also really funny. Oh, like, yeah. he's, like, like, he's never <laughs> seen a computer. A store on the internet? What? I don't know who this Jeff Bezos is, but we're going to have to take him <laughs> down before these dick pics get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ed, they're like, can you, or wait, hold on. I got to scroll back up so a little Spike bit. So Spike guesses that it's a programmer that works at the Gate Corporation, but none of them will talk to him. And then Ed just starts opening like a panel in the wall. And electrocutes herself. Yeah, she electrocutes herself after messing with wires for seemingly no reason. And she falls over like a like when you spray like bug spray on a wasp and it like writhes up on its back. And they all just stare at her. And Faye goes like, are you dead? And she yeah. starts poking Ed's face. And Ed springs back up to life like a fucking like inflatable tube person. <laughs> And just she goes very back much to moves like an inflatable tube person, yeah, at a, a car dealership. And Spike throws her a one of the chess pieces, and she catches it with her mouth. Yeah, that was very, very good. And, yeah, very and talented. Spike's mm-hmm. like, ah, do something with this. Is there is, is it a clue? And she's like, oh, it's a chess piece. It's for e-chess. It has a memory cartridge in it. And she scans into a chess board she just had. <laughs> I think that's what she was plugging into the wall. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I love it because it looks like a Geosites page. And it says, welcome to the Outer Net Chess. But like the exclamation marks are outside of the quotations. and It looks great. Oh, it has a date on it. Okay. It says, last connect, 35, 13, 2071. So what we know that like, it takes place in 2071, but what the fuck is 35 and 13? They had to add <laughs> e- an extra month and extra days to the calendar because, you know, this, it's based off of our sun going around the Earth. But now that they're in space, <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I actually have it. I think I just yeah, the, sun, the sun going around the Earth. Yeah. yeah, the sun takes longer to go around the Earth. Uh-huh, the further okay. away you get from right. Earth. The joke is that I accidentally said that the sun goes around the earth, not that the earth goes around the sun. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I said it like six times. <laughs> that is a funny joke, considering the earth's flat. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Globe real heads. quick, slight side thing, and I should have Googled it first, but is the voice actor for Ed also the voice actor in My Hero Academia, the chick that invents things and has pink hair? Oh. Very possible. It's been a while since I've heard her t- speak. Hatsume. I almost yeah. feel like it's the same person. I'm going to find out. So, okay. Sorry, okay, Cody, please going. continue. So I didn't, I don't know if, I didn't know if Ed actually knew how to play chess, but she just starts playing chess with whoever got, like, got connected to her when she scanned in this e-chess piece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whoever she's playing with, it's, it's the old guy from earlier, and he has a cool looking bird, unlike some other characters with birds who are, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's so a parrot. Like the other bird. This is a cool bird. And it's we fine. get Jet doing some. Oh, hold on. Don't message me. Drop my phone on the floor so that vibration would go away. And Jet's off to do some investigating. And he runs into another bounty hunter he knows that's just named John. And John's leaving. And Jet is. We find out he's meeting with those corporate guys we saw earlier. 
who were freaking out about the e complaints, and he starts <laughs> smoking in their office. And they're like, oh, you can't smoke here. You got to put that. He's like, oh, yeah, my bad. And he puts the cigarette out, and it's obviously a tracker. Yeah. Like some sort of recording device. And Jet's like, you know, it's weird that you haven't gone to the police about this. It's almost like you're keeping something from all the bounty hunters. And they're like, well, we're not. So, you know, just catch them. And there's definitely nothing else going on. And you should leave. And he's like, all right, fine. And we we cut to Jet, and he's smoking in a non-smoking area, because that happens a lot in this show. It's so great. And listening in on their conversation, because he put like a little recording device in his cigarette. And as, apparently as soon as he left the room, those guys just start like incriminating themselves, because they're like, if this thing ever gets out, and like, why would a ghost from 50 <laughs> years ago suddenly come back now? Like, they just start saying the most incriminating stuff ever as soon as he walks out of the room. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. And we see John, like, stalking Jet while Jet's listening in on this conversation. And long story short, they say that the guy doing this to them is someone named Chessmaster Hex. (laughs) And a really cool song called Piano Black starts playing for a little bit. Um, Meg, do you have that queued up or do you need a minute? Heck yeah, I do. Cool. Okay. We'll just listen for like a little bit. It's pretty good. It's jazz. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like that song. Um, I like the um the 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 bass under under the whole thing because it sounds like a uh, Ocean's Eleven type song. <laughs> it does yeah, basically sound. And I love like those movies. Heist music. Yeah. I see George Clooney being like, ah, this was all part of my plan for you to hit me in the nuts with this wine bottle. You fall right into my trap. So. We get the title cards at this point. We're already halfway through the episode. And uh, Ed's still playing chess. And she's very into this game. And she's and also so like, is Hex. Like, they're yeah. both like, ooh. And Ed's really good, too, which I didn't expect. I mean, I don't know Surprise. why I didn't expect it. but Yeah, Ed's a genius. She's I, just, I think low-key she's yeah. a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. She hacked into, like, a police cruiser and made it crash. She hacked the Bebop, which I assume is, like, yeah, it's probably like hacking into someone's Facebook because they forgot to keep. Like I assume Jetson <laughs> had like Cowboy Bebop's passwords all set to autofill or something. Like <laughs> because Jet definitely doesn't know how to use a computer. It was password one two three. Yeah, exclamation <laughs> mark. It was Bebop is. It was Jet is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed's still playing some chess, and she's like, "Oh yeah, there was no like special secret data on these chess pieces. They're just regular e chess pieces." And then she starts clapping with her feet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Jet calls back to the Bebop, and uh, I don't remember what he he basically just tells them like they're looking for Chessmaster Hex, right? Yeah, and um, so he's he's telling them that this is the person they're looking for, and Spike and Faye keep trying to get Ed to help because they need to do like some scanning computer bullshit, and she's like, "I'm busy." 
or Ed's busy. Yeah. Um, and oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, so Spike finds him instead and gives us a little backstory that he's a genius, but he'd be like 90 years old now. 96. He actually, he, oh, wow. And he developed the central control system that's used in like all hypergates, but he wanted to do more tests and cause he knew that there was like a back door in it that he couldn't fix yet. And they were like, uh, we want to do this now. So they fired him so they could put up the gates. Also not important, but during this game, Chessmaster Hex says, this is either an idiot or a genius. Yes. <laughs> While they're playing Ed. And I feel like that's a common sentiment for people first encountering Edward. Oh, definitely. Probably. But, yeah, so Faye tries to take Ed's chessboard away, and she hisses <laughs> at her like a cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And growls. There's some good Foley work. And somehow, none of them have realized that she's obviously been playing Chessmaster Hex the whole time. Until Ed's just flat like, oh yeah, I've been playing him in chess this whole time. Like <laughs> it's I, I've been playing with him. And they're like, what? Even though it's <laughs> super obvious. Like, of mm-hmm. course, the person whose e-chess pieces they stole, it would scan into a game with him. But then we find out, we, we cut to John, who's tracking Jet, who's tracking Hex. <laughs> and Spike and Faye are both in their cool spacesuits. And Piano Black starts playing again. We don't have to cue it up, but just to set the tone. And we find out that Chessmaster Hex lives in an old destroyed... It's an old destroyed space station, right? This is my favorite locale that we've seen in... It's really cool. I love it. Yeah, it's so weird. And It's like an old junkyard where they dump gate pieces and old satellites and... And people too, I guess. (laughs) Oh, there's some good good people show up here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And... Spike, I think, says something about, like, why would anyone want to live here? And Jet says, no government, no taxes, no nationality, and no no cops. cops." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is funny, because Jet's an Mm ex-cop. But... It's a perfect place to hide out. uh, The Swordfish and the Zipcraft take off, which... Do we know the name of Faye's Zipcraft? I just keep calling it Zipcraft. I'm sure it has a name, but I don't think it's uh, a Stingray. Okay. Let me let me fact I'm check. Never that. gonna live it down. You <laughs> get a tattoo of it on my arm. And this is where we get spikes first. Whatever happens, happens. Ugh. Which has been sampled in like 30 different lo-fi hip hop mixes. Yeah, seriously. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh yeah, constantly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. It's either Navi saying "Hey, listen" before the like beat drops, or Spike saying "Whatever happens, happens." <laughs> That's that hmm, has to be I in all your lo-fi mixes. Yeah. I thought it was a reference to that song, Kesera, Kesera, what is it, Kesera? Kesera, Sera, Sera, what yeah. will be, will be. Right. It's kind of similar. Kind of, yeah. There's a lot of but it's, I mean, it's literally the sound bite of Spike saying whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's always him being like, what? wait. Your, <laughs> yeah, do a Spike. Come on. Whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now do Vicious. I'm gonna. I'm is gonna that look your up lo-fi? lo-fi? That's my lo-fi, lo-fi hip-hop song. Hip-hop <laughs> Just you eating your microphone? Hip-hop. Yeah, no. I dropped a sick beat. And <laughs> Spike and Faye are breaking into the space station from the outside, which looks pretty cool. Uh, and we find out John's there. 
and John starts shooting his equally big ship at the Bebop. But apparently he was smart enough to spring for the package that also has like fucking guns on it. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike Jet. I mean, we already found Jet buys like decount or decount discount missiles (laughs) from that from like six episodes ago. He's like, oh, I bought the crappy missiles that don't work. Sorry, (laughs) guys. And he says, bye, bye, in a really crazy person voice. And while they're searching for him, a song called The Horseshoe Crab, The Ancient Fish starts playing. And it's what? not, it's not specific to, it's like a, it's like an old piece of music. It's, hmm. it, it's got like a, oh no, what's that? What's the, what's the instrument Kubo plays? <laughs> I don't know. It has two strings on it. Yep. <laughs> What's the? It's from Kubo and the Two Strings. It has two strings, Meg. Is that a loop? I have not seen the movie. Meg, what's the in Kubo and the Two Strings? The instrument has two strings. Which one is that? Okay, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> uh, I have a note here that says "Space Cat" because the cat floats by. <laughs> in zero g and the whole station is overgrown with uh weeds but we'll find out later it's got a pretty particular type of weed on it i was gonna say this place is super dank it's pretty dank and there's also they're, space they're all cool here we get a shot of a dog just spinning and flying <laughs> it's air in zero g and it made yeah. me laugh. various animals lots of garbage some people there's some know. space hobos and some space pigeons and then I think it's Faye just finds a room full of weed. Yeah, I, yeah, it is Faye. Room, Faye finds the weed zone. <laughs> and someone sees her and says, uh, hi, peace of the galaxy and my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> love, yeah. love. I was like, that's, that's my new motto. They definitely run the De Share Zone Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out to De Share Zone. Uh, maybe that Twitter will finally blow up now that we gave it. <laughs> <laughs> and Spike and Faye blow open the doors and find Chessmaster Hex. And he's just playing some chess, just minding his own business. And somehow Jonathan appears between Spike and Faye without either of them noticing. Uh-huh. Well, when Spike and Faye busted in on Hex at the same time, it looked really cool. But it they did. both broke the doors down so that's true he didn't have to like open a door he just could step inside but uh it it, the old men who shot three or four times are living at the space station just (laughs) doing big weeds they just float down (laughs) they're like ah hey what's up and (laughs) so they have like three guns pointed at them at this point because it's Faye and spike and jonathan and they're all like just so engrossed in this uh and there's chess match. Luck. It's not their first shootout either. They were there when in the pilot when Spike apprehended These the one. Old dude. men have had more screen time than vicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair enough. They're pretty great. I, I was always love seeing cool them. With that. Yeah. So Jonathan, like, it's pretty obvious that Chessmaster Hex is like completely senile. And he just keeps playing his chess game and doesn't even remember who Jonathan is. And we never really find out exactly what, I don't think, what he did Jonathan with Jonathan. got uh, scammed. He says he lost his life savings. Oh. Eh. So that's why he was trying to, which I'm like, I think your bank should probably, like, 
help take care of that, right? That's what Did he get tricked in... into a timeshare? Yeah, he bought a timeshare <laughs> at the space station. Man. <laughs> and he just starts losing his mind and shooting everywhere while crying hysterically. And it's comical. And then someone kicks him in Who the face. Who hasn't been there? That's exactly what I would do if I got tricked into doing a timeshare. Mm-hmm. He starts shooting everything and crying. Yeah. Uh, Probably. Spike, Spike kicks him. Spike kicks him in the face. And Spike says, well, there's no one left here but an old man who loves to play games. And we find out that 50 years ago, Hex had arranged this plan to put these skimmers on the gates like 50 years ago. But, you know, 50 years is a long time. And he went senile and kind of forgot he had like sell this up all those years ago. And he had everyone who did it carry a chess piece so the corporation would know it was him. Mm-hmm. And Jet, they're like, well, what's it, you know, Jet's back there. Uh, we cut back to Jet at the corporation. They're basically like, well, what do we have to give you to make this go away? And we get we get some good Jet here, some good guy Jet, because he says uh, all he wants for them to do is to leave Chess Master Hex alone because Ed would be sad if she lost her favorite chess partner. Like, Aww. he doesn't ask for a big payout or anything which is cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our last shot of the episode is Ed's looking really frustrated during this game of chess that she's been playing for a week straight against chess master hex. And uh, we get like a quick shot of Jonathan doing a big weed. He's ripping on a big old stanky weed. And yeah. He never left. <laughs> he never left. It's a giant, it's a giant blunt. Yeah, it's, it's like a huge. baseball bat size blunt. <laughs> and Hex beats Ed and then immediately dies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's sad, And his parent is very sad. I know because he's 98, he's dead. Or that's how old he <laughs> Maybe was. he took a nap. <laughs> but I was hoping he was just taking a quick nappy so him and Ed could play another game. If, you know what? I will totally support the headcanon that he didn't beat her and then fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> or that he did, or that he, that is what happened because it's a lot yeah. cuter than. Th- that's what I wanted to happen, even though I know that's probably not what happened. I mean, he was tired from playing a week. He played for straight, a week straight. chess. Yeah, so it was just, just a, little just a quick little nap before they out. go through it again. <laughs> I'll accept that. So he there's just, there's no evidence to the contrary. So yeah, it's, he's fine. He's just taking a nap because he's old. And then him and Ed play chess together every weekend and every yeah. episode. You just don't see it. And that is the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. Not a super like plot integral episode, but I thought it was like a pretty fun little adventure. Um, starting with Dakota because he's been pretty quiet so far. What did you think about <laughs> this episode? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, my favorite part was the opening where Spike just straight up punches a guy in the face. I just like I busted out laughing at that. Um, the episode was really cool. I liked the. I thought it was going to be like a heist type thing before I knew what it was about. Because they were they were like explaining the um like how exactly Hex had set everything up, but then it just kind of came about an old guy, which is fine too. Um, I kind of the one thing that irked me was that Jet didn't take money from the corporation. Be, well, but I guess that's hindsight because like Hex is dead. Uh, well, wait, sorry, Hex is asleep now. <laughs> so really long, man. So, <laughs> so there's no point in um telling the corporation not to mess with them. So they could have gotten like big time paid from that, but oh well. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Travis, how did you feel about Bohemian Rhapsody? The episode. Oh, it was it was good. I was a little disappointed that the song Bohemian Rhapsody didn't play in it, but 
<clears throat> but it was a it was a straightforward episode. It was kind of elaborate and with the chess pieces and you know the skimmer and everything. But it was still really straightforward, and all the characters played out, I guess, how we would expect them to. Yeah, I think everyone gets like a nice little moment here. It's not. It's a very game. Like the whole game gets involved in this one. It's not super focused on any one particular character. Uh, it's also one of the only one of the few episodes you could probably watch. It's like an episode you could watch without having ever seen Cowboy Bebop and kind of like get the gist of the show. It would be a good introductory episode. Just be like, hey, watch an episode of Cowboy Bebop with me and see if you're into it. Yeah, you, you meet every character and you kind of learn what they all do. Um, Meg, how did you feel about Bohemian Rhapsody? I'm with Dakota. I feel like Jack could have asked for two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could ask for two things. I agree. You could have more than a jacket. Because um, it... <laughs> Sounds like they're about to get sued because all these people have lost literally everything. So I think he had a little bit more leverage there, but it's also super sweet that he just wanted to make sure that Ed stayed happy. I because he's a good dad. He he is. I I think Jet is good with kids and animals, which is funny because Spike's horrible with both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, as How about for, you, Cody? Uh. It was probably I. It was weird because I don't, didn't remember this episode at all. But rewatching it, it's probably one of my favorite non-plot integral episodes. Mm. It's like the platonic ideal of a Cowboy Bebop episode. Ed hacks and Spike and uh, Spike and Faye do like spaceship stuff and have guns. And the only thing that was missing was Spike doing karate and Faye running a grift. But like Jet, Jet does dad stuff and investigates, and someone smokes. It's got everything. <laughs> In a not in a no smoking yeah area. It, it was it was really good especially considering I didn't remember it at all <laughs> before we started <laughs> watching. Um, so I would just like to point out real quick: this is the first time we've ever managed to recap an episode in about the same time. Oh my god, so many burps! In about the same amount of time as the actual episode took. Wow, so, uh, that's round, impressive. Yeah, round of applause for us. Just because there wasn't. I'm patting myself on the back. Dakota, stop! No, you. I didn't. Well, it's okay. You guys oh can't God, see. Oh my God, under the mic. It's <laughs> 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 so wet. Goodness. My shoulders get sweaty. <laughs> my shoulders are so damp. How did you get your shoulders sweaty? I don't want to know. I've been doing jumping jacks this whole time. <laughs> you guys not record on the treadmill or on the toilet? <laughs> it's called multitasking. Look it up. You should read the book by uh, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Human beef the four-hour work week by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys want to take a quick, quick break, and we can come back, and Meg can give us the rundown on my funny Valentine. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right, we'll be right back. break that's always what it is and we are now on episode 15 my funny valentine and my throat hurts and i can't stop burping so we're gonna let meg take over this one (laughs) (laughs) i hope you guys are ready for some Faye backstory because that's literally all that we're gonna get it's a roller coaster i was not ready i thought i was but I wasn't either. Dude, I told you guys last time that it was bananas. You're did you right. Believe, did you think it was this bananas, though? I did not. 
<laughs> I had no idea what to expect. Also, so I thought it was we... my furry Valentine for most of the episode. Yeah, Fago. My furry <laughs> Valentine? <laughs> con. And... No, I thought it was about Ayn. Ayn backstory. Oh, yeah, oh the Ayn episode. Finally. Ayn's uh, flashback where he tells you his entire backstory. And he's voiced by James Earl Jones. <laughs> it's really scary. I would pay so much money for that. So we cold open and Faye is in a cryo tank and she's being loaded into a storage bay with like a ton of other people that are frozen. And, and right we, there, we're just like, what? Right? You know what it is. You know Going what it right is. into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like dudes in hazmat suits. And um, then we get this lovely transition where so she's being frozen and then Jet and Ed are opening up a frozen compartment and it's full of poisonous fish. (laughs) So they're looking for food and like all the like nooks and crannies of the bebop because they're back on hard times. So Jet's like, well, I guess I'm going to go after this low level bounty it's a confidence man that cons women. So I've never heard the phrase confidence man before this episode. Me Same. neither. Um, and, but I do love that Ed is getting a zero G piggyback ride from Jet and he's just letting it happen. It's very cute. It's so cute. And Dad that's, vibes. that'll be the one thing that I like about Jet this episode because he kind of disappointed me the rest bad. of the time. Same. This is, the, this is Jet at his worst, I think, that we've seen so far. It's pretty extreme. It's like when you have that relative that you really like, and then they yes. say something absolutely That's horrible, and you're I like, you know, the, the gif of the guy like doing his eyelids. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? The this is very right meta. Yeah, where he's just like he blinks really hard, and he's like, wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I did that like every time. The, oh, the Drew Scanlon blinking white guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, but yes, that's exactly what my face is every single time. Um. So, Faye is a so oh, and then um, Jet says that he's a small fry, and Spike's gonna hate it. So Jet's just gonna go do it himself because you know Spike's will not help because it's not interesting. And Ed wants chocolate, so she runs away. <laughs> she says, uh, "Ed wants chocolate," and just disappears from the episode. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> pretty much. So Faye's asleep on the couch and she wakes herself up like Cody does by yelling and snarfling <laughs> and then immediately falling back it's asleep true. and not remembering it. <laughs> so Ayn uh, tries to wake her up because he wants his potty cleaned, yeah, which is Ayn so has funny. his own special poop box where the poop goes. <laughs> but you have to empty it out. It says poop on it really big too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, so she's, she's going to go empty his little doggy tray and, um, realizes that Ayn reminds her of somebody and she says, the guy with the really thin eyebrows, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. What a name. I can't wait to see him in Apex. I'm going to legally change my name to tomorrow. (laughs) That came from a random name generator. I feel like. (laughs) It had to. It was elf. Uh, barbarian, and they like to vape. <laughs> Is that I guess like sausage? Yes, it's like yeah, it's like a meat. sheep yeah, stomach or something. Oh, it is, yeah. 
It might be. It's a Scottish thing. So, like, who is this yeah. person? He also I has a know. Japanese last name mm-hmm. and a and a woman's first name. I've never met a guy named Whitney. I Me actually have. have. I you actually really? have. Yes, yes. One of our middle school coaches, I think. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Uh, and then we, <laughs> she, she leans down to Ayn and asks him if he wants to know a secret about her past, and he yawns in her face. <laughs> and we move. get our title card, and immediately flashback to Faye being unfrozen, and we've gone so long without a creepy shot. I guess we were just due for First one. So it's right time. between her boobs. The yeah. super cleave. Oh, yeah. And they have wrapped her tightly. So you get that like squished up, like uh, power push up bra effect. Yeah. That, that's a strong, mm-hmm. yeah. crazy like the towel. One that has water in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there is a weird ass doctor and a weird ass nurse. And I do not buy for a second that these people have medical oh, degrees. Neither. Also, the one thing I immediately <laughs> notice is Faye's face is drawn so differently in these scenes than how she looks yes. um, later. Her eyes are smaller, I think. She's like, I think she's supposed to be like super out of it. Like she's really dazed and confused. I would totally buy that. She, she looks was like for a while. Yeah, she uh-huh. looks like she's been in the in the cryo tank for a while. Which we Go know ahead. exactly <laughs> how long. Uh, so he's his name is Doctor Bacchus, and he goes on some weird ass rant about that. So that's not his real name. And uh, sees that she doesn't have any wounds left, and her cells are dividing nicely. But she's got some compound interest on her hospital bills for being frozen for 54 years. Oh, shit. Yikes. Yeah. And her hospital bill is currently 300,280,000 wulongs. A decent amount of money. It's a lot of uh, McDoubles. <laughs> Damn, that's like 10 Panera Breads. <laughs> if she, if she, <laughs> Ouch, yeah. <laughs> That was such a good roast. There goes our sponsorship. <laughs> no, wait, no, come back. <laughs> Grilled cheese should never be seven dollars. It's our tea. Right? Their macaroni and cheese. Hold on, their macaroni and cheese is really good. <laughs> the it's like, we like hit a nerve. Like half of a cup is like six dollars, and I bought that, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." And then I ate it, and I was like, "I mean." It's really it's, good, but it's still, good. it's the principle of paying $7 <laughs> for cheese and every, bread. It's yeah, also it's insane. Every time calories. I get a sandwich, oh my God. I'm like, this is so good. I can't wait to the other half. Fuck. It's not. <laughs> I paid $11 it's to called, get three sips of chicken tortilla soup and half of a sandwich. Anyway. <laughs> but their hazelnut coffee is really good and you get free That's refills. So. It is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's the only flavor coffee I'll go for. But anywho, so the doctor's like going through all this, telling her what she owes. And he says, you understand? Okay, anyways. And then she says, no, I don't. I don't understand (laughs) what's going on. She doesn't understand anything. She has no idea who she is or where she is. Um, So we see her in a hospital bed and this guy, Whitney, shows up and he's the lawyer. Mm -hmm. Oops, sorry about that insurance company heavy Quote, quotation marks i'm my <laughs> fingers hurt because i've done so many air quotes um and they tell so her he her wasn't name is a lawyer <laughs> no you, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh they say that her name is faye valentine so i guess we're just supposed to assume like that's her real name mm-hmm. um but yeah she doesn't remember anything she doesn't know what things are 
for who she is. And also, she was supposed to have been 20 years she's old. She's a lot younger than I frozen. thought she was. Yeah. I mean, she's still an adult. 20 but... seems pretty young. And I thought she was at least is, 32. This episode's a little bit before our current day. It's several years beforehand. Not that many. We'll get, in, we'll get yeah, into yeah. that. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's not been on Frozen for very long. Um, so he tells her that she's been asleep for 54 years. And when she hears that, the um, scene turns to like a, a like phase point of view. And she's just like looking frantically around the room. And it's kind of shaky and she can't focus on anything. And I actually had my headphones on when I was listening to this. And the sound would depending on like where she was looking the sound changed from like headphone to headphone so it was like she was super freaking out and they did such a good job of conveying that so the year's 2068 one year away nice from being (laughs) so nice um so she's like she's like this can't be true you're lying freaks out and then just passes out um when she comes to she tries to sneak out of the hospital so I like that that's just always been Faye like even when she doesn't even know who the hell she is like that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and she trips an alarm, which... Weird. Why would there be a weird alarm? I also alarm wrote that was weird. There hosp- was a laser grid alarm. Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just, like, keeps running, and she gets to, like, a roadside, like, a truck stop, and uh, it's, like, motion activated, so, like, all the lights come on when she gets there, and they're, like, hologram ads on the There's vending machine. There's a vending machine of a giant ripped dude wearing a like a t-shirt that's been ripped to his belly button. Yeah, it's, it's a crop he's top. a crop top and just says beer on it. And I want to buy it and wear it. <laughs> uh, Travis, will you go Planet <laughs> Fitness with me if I wear that crop top? <laughs> yeah, man. We'll go eat pizza at Planet Fitness yeah. wearing those. <laughs> I want to wear it too. Jonathan Van Ness would be very proud of you. He wears crop tops <laughs> a lot. Um, so she's trying to hitchhike, and so she puts her, her thumb out, and she sees a car coming, but it turns out to be a zip craft. And as it goes past, the, all the lights in the truck stop go out. So then she just starts desperately, barefoot, running down the highway, and we see a city in the distance, but we're not really sure like where that is. And Whitney comes after her in his hilarious convertible. red convertible. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, space convertible. Um, And she keeps running because she's obviously freaked the fuck out and doesn't trust him, which is pretty good instincts. Probably should have stayed with that. And she falls down and he says to her, you know, someday your memory might come back to you. And if you hang in there, you might meet someone wonderful. So he puts her on his back to carry her back. And we see that he has a barcode on the back of his neck. Like Hitman from Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like Agent 47 or something a, like that? I, I, how did you but know his first his name name's Hitman. <laughs> how did Do you what? know his name? I didn't. I, <laughs> I think it's I Hitman. Hitman. <laughs> it's just Hitman or something. Mr. Hitman Marie Steve Hitman. Hitman. <laughs> it's pronounced uh, hitman. God. <laughs> okay. I lost my place because I was trying to think of what that guy's uh, name was. Um oh her stomach growls, and so we enter this like great oh. montage of him showing her how life um, is like oh, sorry, real quick. Uh a song starts mm-hmm. playing called Flying Teapot, and if you wanna play it, we can. I put it in the drive. Oh, I didn't sorry, know. Sorry, I sent a message. 
Wait, I'd be careful because this might be a well, Cody's a goofs. Oh no! What do you guys think? I think we should le- hear it. Okay, let's, let's just roll the dice. No, you, you guys caught me. It's just um, you remember the like uh, but it's just that. Scatman <laughs> John. It's just Scatman. <laughs> but we should play. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my note just says Faye hungry. <laughs> so uh, that's why I put down when her she stomach. eats like. She eats she like does. Goku. She eats a lot of food. Um, real quick, I want to go back because there's a great line that made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. while Meg's looking for this song. Where he said, "She's like, that's a hot water pot," and he's like, "That's not a hot water pot. It's a face cleaner." Okay. Yeah, normal also, things, or like a washing machine that you just have next to a hospital bed. Right. <laughs> All right, you got it. Yeah, Ready? rip it. Yep. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's just actually the song. I didn't want to do... I'm weirdly disappointed. (laughs) This sounds like a Disney princess. Super does. That's why I wrote my notes. Sometimes I think... Yes. Oh, yes, I'd move to where all the shoes... Oh, yeah. I hate it a lot. I do hate it. (laughs) Go on. I I think this does not suit Faye at all. Quasimodo or whatever the fuck his name is. She's so much much better than this. She doesn't need this. It is, but... Whitney keeps calling her Sleeping Beauty, which is fucking annoying. It's really, really, it works yeah. really, really well. It's I creepy. really don't like him. No, he's awful, and he's not even cute. And I'm like, why? That's not fair. So uh, she's eating a shit ton of food, and it actually looks like the same restaurant that Jet and Spike went to in mm. um, Gateway Shuffle. Yes, and she's not yeah. wearing her terrible yellow outfit. She's wearing something like... I don't know. I think it looks a lot better than the yellow thing. I think she's wearing her hospital gown with like his jacket over her because it's immediately after he goes and picks her up off the side of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about something else. Never mind. Well, then we the next scene is her at a library and she's got just like a little... I think she is wearing shorts and like a top that she's like tied at the bottom, but it's like red and sleeveless. And uh, she's just going through books and she opens a kid's book and it actually is like a hologram in it now. And she freaks out. And then, of course, we have to have a shopping oh, scene yeah. because, of course, we pretty do. Woman. And like a do pretty what? woman shopping scene. Of course, there's always has to be one. So she's buying a gown, like a evening they go dancing. gown. Yeah, they go dancing. She's crushing on pretty hard. Um, and she's got her headband also. Yep. So they're they're dancing, and she gives him a kiss. It's like actually a very cute little cheek kiss. It is. It's very genuine. uh, I actually wrote down that seeing Faye be like happy is actually really sad (laughs) because it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't like it because she she seems still very confused, I guess, and like dazed from having just woken up. So I kind of felt like she was being being manipulated. But absolutely, she's super being taken advantage of right now. So it was creepy more than cute for me. Incredibly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and also it's not real. Like she's happy and she's in this manufactured reality designed yeah. to take advantage of her. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, I just thought it was sad to see her be like that's like the happiest we ever see her, and it's not even like, you know, as we'll get to later, it's not even real. Cause this is right. coming off of, you know, seeing her with Gren, which mm-hmm. is until th- you know, this. So I guess with Gren it was like the most like genuine happy that we've ever seen her. But then, so they're in her his hilarious little convertible and a spacecraft just like cuts them off. And he's like, oh no, it's the collection agency that I'm supposed to be working for. They got impatient. We gotta get out of here. Let's go. 
and drives her out into the middle of the fucking woods. And he's like, save yourself, J- jump out and run. Hold on. What? Um, Meet me at the clinic. And, and then she's like, why are you doing this for me? And he's like, a prince has to protect sleeping. That's beauty. the way it works. <laughs> the camera's so serious here too. It's just, it, it's too much. It, yeah, so the song is still playing until she starts running through the woods in her gown and her heels, and then it cuts and there's a giant explosion. I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What? And the music yeah. stops. <laughs> yes, as soon as the music stops. Um, <laughs> and then, so she's she goes back to the clinic and all of her makeup's running because she's been crying and she's just like, so 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 distraught that he's dead and the doctor's like well he actually put it in his will within the last 36 hours i guess that if anything happened to him you'd get his estate yeah i was say he's a real cool dude and he leaves her everything yeah everything and she cries more because that's just uh that's he's just he's still trying to take care of her so generous and the the doctor's like okay well i just need you to put your thumb here and then just grabs her hand and puts her thumb on the pad and all these numbers start filling the screen and they're all red and she says why are why are all the numbers red And the doctor says, well, they say debt's an asset. Motherfucker (laughs) has nothing to his name and left her with a shit ton of debt on top of the over 300 million wulongs she already owes the hospital. And I fucking love this because instead of being like, what? How? Huh? She's like, what the fuck? And just flips the fucking table. Faye, as we know her, is born in that moment. Like her eyes change and they start twitching. I was like, yes. there's the thing I know. I <laughs> love it so it's much. Her super, it's her superhero origin moment. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. And it freeze frames with her it's flipping the table, right too. The mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, so we see that she's been taking advantage of the entire time. And I think that's where we get our title break also. So then we hear her voice and she says that, you know, obviously she was really dumb and she let herself be taken advantage of. And we realize that she has actually been telling her entire story out loud to asleep (laughs) in the hallway. And then the bathroom door opens (laughs) and Spike walks out and I guess he was just pooping the entire time she was telling her story. (laughs) Uh, and she asks him how long he was there, and he says, "Too long. Your story, your story needs editing." He doesn't believe her, <laughs> so he's getting dressed, and she he says uh, that she could be lying because you know last time she said anything about her past, she said she was a gypsy, and she's basically like, "Mind your elders. I'm older than you." Yeah, I'm seventy four, seventy three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the Japanese, she says that it could be a truth or it could be a lie, and she doesn't know. Oh, that's different. In okay. the in the English dub, she says, uh, "I'm not." She's basically says, "I don't care if you think that I'm lying. I'm not. I just don't know the whole story yet." Yeah, okay. it's probably I have, similar. I have a comment from the Funimation oh, comment God. section that I like oh, to read. Please. If we could take a minute, okay. Ooh. This is from Strange Thing, and this person says. Huh, if the year is 2068 and Faye's been in a coma for 54 years, then she was in her accident in 2014. And if she was 20 when she was in her accident, then she was born in 1994. Nice to finally have a timeline for the show. Interesting to note that she was born six years earlier than me, 
And it's funny, the show thought we might be able to cryogenically freeze someone by 2014. That's quick math. Yeah, it's it's quick math. I like that, though. Yeah, yeah. She's around our age, Mm -hmm. born in the 90s. So she actually got frozen, like, right before they put up the hypergate around Earth. Because the hypergate exploded 50 years ago. And she was in a coma for 54 years. Why was she in the... Come in the first, why was she in, frozen we'll in the first find place? Out later. Well, they say that she was in an accident. Right, the gate in accident. In the beginning. No, not the gate accident. Uh, that's what mine said. It's just an end okay. accident. So, it might, um, well, it might spoil. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. So, Jet got his bounty, and Ed yells, Welcome home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Jet's got him, and he explains to Spike who he is, and Spike's like, Girls fall for this dude. And Faye recognizes him, and she marches straight up to him and he's trying not to make eye contact with her and she's right up in his face. It's pretty funny. The animation here is really good. It's the closest we get to like anime like silly faces. Like where people are over emote. It doesn't happen a lot in the show. Barring Ed. Yeah. Right. Who's basically just like a little chibi person. Yeah. It looks like she's from a different show than everyone else. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Faye recognizes him and needs to talk to him alone. Also... I think we already said this, but she's only been awake for a little over three years because he says it's been over three years since he saw her last. So all of this crazy bullshit she's gotten herself into and the reputation and all that, she managed to do in like three years, which is kind of impressive. So she woke up at about the exact same time that Jet and Spike met also. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sorry. So... My mic was muted, apparently. Uh... I... Uh, I was going to say she also apparently in three years taught herself how to use a spaceship and do martial arts and use guns in three years, which is also very impressive. And gamble and be, really yeah, well. Gambler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a nickname and everything. Yeah, she did a right? lot in three years. She really went downhill after she met the group. <laughs> <laughs> so Jet thinks that she'll let him escape. So Jet and Spike are talking while she's talking to Whitney. Jet thinks that she'll let him escape, and Spike says that she'd have to have a heart to do that. And then (sighs) Jet says that it's always the tough babes like her that are the first to go soft. Yeah, Jet is a great dad. He's just straight up sexist. (laughs) And then he says women are hopeless. This seems like a very internalized uh, thing that Jet thinks. Right? Did like seriously getting dumped once just like shatter his whole world so much that he could never apparently. recover apparently because he literally could not deal with getting yeah, he, dumped he went a whole no. adventure. He's like why'd you break up with me and she's like i <laughs> i barely remember where i'm an adult now and he's like Neh. right out of out of everyone on the bebop jet has the least reason to act like a misfit but he anyway. yeah he kind of does he's just an well, we'll find out more about him later, but uh, Jet has a lot of positive I'm looking qualities, episode, but he... But... Yeah, he does, but, I mean, come on, man. But you I just, I mean? like, the only thing that I have to go off of for the reason why he's like, mer women folk, is that <laughs> Elisa was like, I can't deal with you needing to control everything. Peace out, dude. And he, like, just, like, apparently That's a lost testament his in itself. Right. It's not like he... There was, like, some grand betrayal or whatever you know like he's just a crotchety old man yeah which is creepy it's like dude you got dumped 
Grow up. She it left happens. You. Everyone it's gets okay. dumped for a guy who wears leather pants at least once. It just happens. At least once. It's those top hairs, <laughs> man. <laughs> he did have the top They've hairs. They've always got it out for you. <laughs> Toppies. That's a different thing. So, um, so Jess says women are hopeless. And then a police cruiser comes up and is like, hello, are you the ones that called us? And Jess's like, yeah, we've got a bounty to turn in. And it's that fucking doctor and that They're nurse. Back. From the clinic. In a police ship. Uh Uh-huh. So then we get back to Faye and Whitney. And he tells her, like, it's been three years and he got a fat implant, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, tell me the truth. And he's like, I don't know. The uh, doctor's dead and my dog ran away and the sky is red. And I dropped my ice cream, some other bullshit. And so Faye... Sees that the police cruiser's there. And she's not done because she doesn't have her answers yet. So she shoots the cuffs. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's too much trouble because the police <laughs> cruiser says, get away. But he's like, no, it, you'll you'll just get in more harm if you help me. <laughs> he's, he's like, really fuck, no, that's my getaway. still of his character oh, of yeah. like a sleazy con guy. So Spike and Jet are talking and uh, they... St- we get this like great like little shot of their feet and they just start floating. He's like, they opened the hatch already. And Spike says, she's helping him. And uh, Jet asks for a bet. And Spike says, yeah, I'll give you is four Spike to one. Saying, is and Jet betting that she isn't helping? I guess that would have to be the bet. Yeah. And we get that. Because Spike says yeah, that she's helping Yeah, we get that really him. funny shot of them trying to get around, but it's zero G, so they're just like swimming in place in the middle of the <laughs> They're like doggy paddling, and oh, they can't get any traction. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so they're going nowhere. And um, Faye is trying to shove this guy into her that? zip craft that's meant for one person, let alone someone who's had fat implants. <laughs> and uh, she's like literally doing the like, cartoon like trying to kick him to get him inside and um jet and spike finally get there somehow and yell spike's like hey jet Faye, that's not fair that's jet's bounty and she's like well i have a history with this guy and so i have first dibs on him and the bounty (laughs) and it doesn't make any sense and so yeah she fires a warning shot and jet falls back and he accidentally hits like a lever that closes the gate which gives him enough time to escape and Jet manages to say one last shitty thing, which is women don't work on reason. Yeah, it's uh, bad. this is like, I like this episode. This is Jet yeah, at his the worst. Jet, the Jetisms are very bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the worst thing is that Jet, is, Jet always feels like the, like he always has these opinions. It just doesn't always come yeah, out. I, yeah, yeah, I mean? it sucks. Like, it's yeah. always there. I agree. It's not like you're yeah. like, oh, it was just like a weird episode because he does always talk like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so question about Faye at this point. Is she doing this? So she can kick this guy's ass like by herself. Like, does she want to just beat the crap out of him in her spaceship, or is she like maybe she's still? She was to- still there when she woke up, so she thinks that if literally anybody in the fucking universe has answers, it's gonna like he's literally the only person that could know anything. Okay, so that's really her only reason for doing this is trying she's to. She's not out like more. so soft. Yeah, soft she doesn't give a shit about him. I, I was no. still thinking, no, not at all. I was thinking she just wanted to beat him up because, I mean, he, he left her all of his debt. I was like, when she's mm-hmm. stuffing him into her ship like a like a piece of luggage, I was like, oh, okay, she's not like... <laughs> like an oversized beanbag yeah, I was like, chair. oh, she's not still yeah. in love with him. <laughs> Into the overhead bin. <laughs> when she says, just stop breathing or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
so she she gets in, she's trying to question him, and Spike comes after her, and there's actually a pretty cool chase scene between the two of them, and she yells, I'm not going to go easy on you, and he says, that's my line. And they actually have, like, a pretty cool, like, back and forth, uh, and he does get her, like, like one of the tanks. It's I like don't one know what it is, but yeah, something on the ship so she can't get away. Um, but she does like shoot off these like two like looks cool. flares at one point and like tries to escape behind the like glare, which was really neat. But he's already ahead of her. And the police cruiser comes up beside her and she sees that it's the doctor who Whitney said was dead. And at that point, she just fucking has had it. She's done. And Spike's listening in on the comm, and he actually, until this point, didn't believe her story that she told to the dog or who this dude actually was, and finally sees that she's actually telling the truth, that she doesn't know who she is. Um, And then the doctor, just to take a giant lemon and a salt shaker and rub it into the wound that they have no answers for her is that they all of her paperwork was lost. They only know that she was in an accident. That's it. They Valentine isn't even her name. He gave her that name. They're very forthcoming with this information considering they're massive scammers. Right? Well, they're not trying to sc- they scammed her already. They're done with her. They don't give a shit. That, that's just very courteous to fill her in on just those little details. God, I think it's like worse cuz so now her- she literally has nothing. Is her first She's, name actually Faye? We don't know. Faith also, no, I think that's just I the don't... name they gave her, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they just made up her name. Because one of the guys, I think it was Whitney, who says, "You know, I like the last name Valentine" or something like that. I just yeah, thought that she was. He's... I thought she was uh, Jill's yeah, sister. It's... When Chris shows up, it gets wild because they get Chris. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, punches an <laughs> asteroid is... and it hits vicious right in the fucking face. Don't make me choose between Jill and Faye. <laughs> Because you know what I pick every time. I'm. I'm pretty sure that, like, I could be dangling off a cliff and you would save Jill instead of your good pal Meg. <laughs> okay, now that's not true. Be- only mm. because he knows Jill would do a backflip back <laughs> off of the precipice. <laughs> It'd be fine. Yeah. And then save me. Okay, <laughs> Um. So all the real cops show up. And, um, oh, and all of her data was lost in the gate explosion. So, oh, so that's, okay. So she wasn't injured in the explosion. Just her data was lost in that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is like my little headcanon, but I feel like the company that cryo stored all those people probably went out of business. And then some like venture capitalist company came in and, or like a debt consolidation group came in and bought them all. Because they knew they could charge them excessive interest for hospital bills, but they just actually got the people with it. So the doctors were, hold on, this is very confusing. Were they actually part of the group that controlled the cryo chambers? Or were they grifters? I don't think so. I think well, how do they know how to, how they know how to operate that stuff then? I think they probably like bought it for cheap after nobody lived on earth anymore when the gate exploded. They read Waking Cryo People Up from Stasis for Dummies. And that's why she can't remember anything is because they <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility. Definitely. But there, there's like no evidence. I just, that's my headcanon. Hmm. But anyway. I believe um, it. I believe it. So the real cops show up and the doctor and the nurse are like, oh, uh, we're going to go away for a really long time if they find out we stole a police cruiser. So you're on your own. Bye. 
And Whitney goes, no, uncle, wait. <laughs> find out the doctor is his <laughs> uncle. What the hell? That's so weird. So Faye is pissed and she actually gets to be the one to throw him into jail. And one final sting is he, they're back on a planet. They're at a police station. She collects the bounty, which is peanuts. And he says that the only real thing was that he actually did fall in love with Sleeping Beauty. But then tries to go back. Creepy. And then he tries to go back on it and say that uh, it, you know, wasn't true or whatever. Which I'm like, what? How am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not really. It's bad either way. Mm -hmm. So she walks out of the police station and Spike's actually waiting for her, which was nice. And she teases him for it. And he's like, whatever, shut up. She says, well, at least you have a past. And then Spike says, at least you have a future. That's a pretty good line. Spike coming in with a with a one-liner. It got me pretty good, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What do you do? Thoughts? Uh, well, I no, mean. None? About what in particular? Yeah, I'm, I line. like it. It's good. It, um, okay. <laughs> no, I like it's it's good uh, in Spike's. I think Spike always has good little, little zingers, but it. I don't know. There's nothing I can really say about it without spoiling future episodes. That's why I was kind of asking Dakota. And, I mean, it's not uh, foreshadowing. Oh, it's not foreshadowing. I have, I have no idea. It okay. didn't mean anything to me, but now it does. Yeah. And now you're like, mm, maybe. I had no memory of that line. Me neither. <laughs> okay. Um, so they, uh, we cut back to the Bebop, and oh, Spike flicks her like a coin, which is her share, because. It was a 19,800 Wulong reward, but it wasn't because Jet actually says that uh, he put an extra zero. So he's worth like two bucks. On it. So she can much. get half of the grilled cheese sandwich at Panera. <laughs> if someone will yes. split a pick two with her. <laughs> so rough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not even a pick two, no salad. Um, and we're back on the Bebop, and she's sleeping on the couch again, and... <laughs> Ayn is sleeping too, and there's a fat Sharpie next to him, and she has drawn like big fat <laughs> eyebrows on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't look like Whitney Haggis Matsumoto anymore. And then we get our ending title card, uh, but instead of CU Space Cowboy, it says Sleeping that was really Beast. Good. Yeah. I was that it. a was that a reference to Ayn oh or my something God. else? Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, I Are was, and now I'm not. Oh my god, Dakota! <laughs> we have like, like a, thirty times in the episode. She gets called Sleeping Beauty the entire fucking episode. Oh, she's not I a Sleeping Beauty. Ayn. She's a Ayn Sleeping Beauty. Ayn is a dog. <laughs> in Interstellar, when the entire episode was uh, about when he's Faye. in the bookshelf, like, did that happen? I don't read into anything. You don't even right. have to. <laughs> to be fair, I took that at completely superficially at surface value and thought it was just a cute little reference to Iron because we oh just saw him. Thank you, Travis. We just saw him. Travis, not you too. I'm sorry. I didn't go deep on it's this one, guys. I was you just, don't have I, to. My brain was fried after realizing that she was genetically frozen and she got yes. ghosted literally, literally as soon as she woke up. Okay, oh my god! I had to step back. Have you guys back been watching after Game of Thrones she's... for seven years? Being like, when are they going to play the board game? <laughs> I've been <laughs> seven years. They haven't played the Game of Thrones yet. They're finally at the really nice place with the nice. <laughs> They're board finally going to play the board game. 
Which detective is true? I don't fucking understand. <laughs> it's been three seasons. Three I still seasons don't know. Which detective is the true one? This new season, Ayn, is, wow, it's really good. Anyway, go ahead, move on. If Ayn is in an episode, then I assume that anything is about him, <laughs> is my defense. Oh my god. Yes, it is about Faye. I did, I did notice that we did get a different, like, in, you know, Sleeping Beast. Yeah. Instead of Sea Space Cowboy. I, I mean, that's the for... bare minimum you could do of noticing. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I read it. Watch the episode. Oh my god. In Terrace House? There's no Terrace in the house. <laughs> the terrace is outside also this should be called food house oh my god okay are you guys i mm. so so <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry i can i can feel the disappointment <laughs> It is bountiful. It won't be be the last time. Don't worry. Are you guys... But you're being serious. (laughs) I I didn't think it was a big deal that I asked that question. I don't have a reason to lie about it. Oh, my God. Me neither. I'm not ashamed. You should be. As long as Edward exists, I feel like there is a lighthearted element to this, and I can apply it wherever I want. Oh my god. Is Grin okay? Did you know they never show they never show them? Do you think they're okay? Because they didn't show it. Vicious is actually the protagonist. Oh my god. Maybe he finally landed on now, Titan. Now when do they show Grin again? I can't believe Ash is 40 years old in Pokemon. In Cowboy Bebop 2, it's VT Grin. I'd watch that. Yeah. Stella. Stella. Roko. No, Roko's still dead. No. He died on screen. You guys can misinterpret that. I don't think he's actually. That was a hologram. <laughs> he he's died like in Mirage. Spike's arms. Please at least accept that. That was his body double. <laughs> Droka. <laughs> this episode was really good, though. I liked that we finally got some Faye backstory uh, after 14 episodes. Yeah. And it, it, it's she's got a much more complex backstory than I had originally thought she might have. Yeah, so what do you what do you guys think about that now that you finally know? I feel like she has every right to be confused and afraid, but she takes it in the absolute opposite direction and she kind of seizes what she has and like you guys said, she's done a lot for three years of knowing what life in twenty seven. Yeah, they didn't was have like. face washers in the nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a wash rag. Called that, we call that a towel back in my day. Wash, yeah. A wash, wash rag. So I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about when she first uh, shows up and you guys are like, why does she make stuff up so much? Well, there you go. Because she don't know shit about herself. Uh, it's, be so scary. it seems like a defense mechanism, but it's also totally understandable because, I mean, wouldn't you do the same if you... We're in a similar situation. Yeah, because if you're like, Murr, I don't know, I have amnesia. Then it could be whatever the hell you in, want it to be. Well, yeah, and everyone in the entire galaxy would try and take advantage of you. I would be like, very defensive, too. Um, yeah, she just woke up and was immediately thrown into a grift. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota, how'd you... I guess she kind of feels like... I, I guess she kind of feels like she maybe doesn't have any stake in... Um, I don't know, just like the the galaxy, because she just popped up out of nowhere and she has no connections. So she can do whatever she wants and uh, kind of have no repercussions. 
because she's she's just kind of you know floating around. Cody, what were you oh, going to say? Uh, I was just going to say that I actually forgot <laughs> what I was going to say. Oh no, Cody has amnesia guys, too. It's bad. Uh, now nah, I'm really good at martial arts though. It's all those burps. <laughs> it's all those burps. I did. burped all my information yep. right out of me. So I I think this I enjoyed this episode a lot more than Jet's first backstory episode. To be honest. I think it's a lot more fun. Um, I, yeah. I like finding out that Jet was called the Black Dog, and that's cool, and that's kind of about where the fun for me stopped on that one. And that song where they say tiki 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 tia is fun. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's better than the Love Actually song we get in this one. But I think it, it really it really fills out a lot of Faye's backstory and kind of reinforces what I said before, in that pretty much everyone on this ship is like kind of miserable. <laughs> Um, they go on fun adventures, but Faye, I think, is actually like depressed most of the time. Like when she's with Grin last episode, she just seems really sad. And getting her backstory kind of explains why, because literally everyone she three years is not a long time to cope with the fact that everyone you've ever known in your entire life is dead. And you yeah, don't and also you don't know who them. they were. So. Yeah, I think all things considered, like, she's not a well-adjusted individual, but no one on the ship is. Like like we said, Jet got dumped once, and now he hates women. Uh, the only well-adjusted <laughs> person is probably Ed, yeah. which is weird because they're insane. Uh, yeah. I think Ed manages to cope with a lot more stuff than the rest of the Bebop crew seems I able to handle. chocolate. Well, that's because, <laughs> that's because she's so, you know, in outer space. Not, I mean, not literally, figuratively. Like, her, she's not, like, in reality a lot of times. So she ignores a lot of bad stuff, I feel like. I think that's just a coping mechanism. coping mechanism, yeah. Yeah. I think Ayn is probably the best adjusted Ayn's also incredible member intelligent. of the crew. I thought the last he episode is. was the one where Ayn plays chess in the chess episode, but I guess it isn't. No, um, it might not. Is it chess or is he playing he like plays a board game with Jet? Like that? <laughs> Dang. Because it's like a giant, a giant board that Jet's playing on. It's not like Ed's small yeah. board. And it's in like a different part of the ship. It's like built into the ship, if I'm remembering it correctly. But, you know, who's to say? I get stuff not wrong me. all the time. Not me, 100% accuracy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I honestly, this was. Other than Jupiter Jazz, which was a much more serious episode, this was probably my two favorite just like back to back episodes. They were very I usually feel like there's one episode I was kind of whatever on and one I really like, but uh, I thought these were pretty consistent. Um, I really enjoyed both of them. Like uh, this is the most fun I had also just like recording and talking about two episodes. So, yeah. And I think like two, it reinforces that thing where it's like every single member of the Bebop is trying to wants answers from people that don't have any and we've we've watched jet do it we watched spike do it now we watched faye do it so where does the funny in my funny valentine come from it's the name <laughs> of a song in a movie uh, okay. oh okay interesting and the furry mm-hmm. part that didn't really come up <laughs> well uh, because it's all of our furry valentine that's true because yeah. ayn's a sleeping beast and if you think uh, he's my it, furry valentine you know i thought it was really deep <laughs> when they mentioned that ayn's a sleeping beast because that was who it was about because <laughs> <sighs> his angry eyebrows that fade <laughs> <you> on him <laughs> that poor dog so uh you know what i was thinking is these were when I watched these two episodes, I realized that once we're done with this series, I'm going to be like actually a little bit sad. Like, yeah. um, 
I feel very you, attached oh, to the crew now. Me, you will not just be sad. You will be fucking destroyed because Great, I know perfect. I will be. <laughs> See, Toby, I was going to be crushed at, at the like, end of Jupiter Jazz. It was. <laughs> You're spoiling Do things. what? No, I'm not. How many just, times did I say <laughs> something about Spike having good vision well, and then different. these yeah. two were like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like I literally said, his eyeballs is good. And they're like, vertebrate. So I don't know. I can be like, and then the whole thing was in a snow globe of a child's wish. At the end. And it's all connected. And in 1812. <laughs> And then, and then that could happen in three weeks, and they'd be like, "I never saw that coming." I'm really glad Spike got his wisdom teeth <laughs> taken out in that one episode. <laughs> it was really responsible of him to get a vasectomy. Deep, deep, <laughs> deep foreshadowing. So, one thing I like to bring up: um, next episode, we'll be talking about Black Dog Serenade, which is a jet-heavy backstory episode. And speak like a child, which is a Fey backstory episode. Um, there's an episode in between yeah. those two called Mushroom Samba. We are going to watch it, and we will discuss it very briefly. But it is insanely racist. I don't know what else to say about it. It's super racist. Like I want an explanation. Like I, I'm gonna dig and see if I can find like an interview or something. They're like, this seems fine because. It is fucking insane how horribly racist Yikes. it is. Man, I I don't even want to watch it. Is it's the music, music at least good? It's an it's an Ed. I mean, it's the episode's Keeble, mostly so. about Ed, which kind of sucks because there's only like two episodes that uh, only have. Yeah, and Ayn does a cool thing. But we'll talk it, about the hmm. stuff oh. we liked about oh. it, and then just go. This episode's super racist, but I just wanted to mention that we are going to technically be doing three episodes next next time we record but we're not really going to talk about mushroom samba very much so sounds good yeah just write down like your favorite thing from the episode but we won't talk about it very long um sorry meg did you have anything else just our usual stuff for for good so uh we've got an email we would love for you to reach out and email us at my or my own worst anime at gmail.com we're also on instagram and twitter under m-o-w-a podcast come by and say hi and uh please go rate and review wherever you're listening to this that helps us tremendously and oh, wait, until I'm sorry. next time i didn't interrupt you i got one thing oh. uh we are seven seven downloads away from 200 unique downloads which is honestly as four people with pretty much no social media presence, wow. uh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's shout out to our twenty people from the UK who keep downloading this. Please email us. Thank oh, you very you. much, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We honestly have no idea who people are, <laughs> but, but we are seven yes. downloads away from two hundred unique downloads, which is pretty wild. Um, I jokingly said that we'd have a thousand downloads by the time we finish this. But that honestly doesn't seem impossible at this point, which is pretty. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. I think I'm positive we'll hit 500. It seems like, but yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout. That's it was really exciting to see that this morning. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, thank you. The more people we can make happy and give entertaining content to, then also I'm happy. give me money. And that's why your feedback is important yeah, to us. us. <laughs> Let us know if you yeah. want to hear anything specific. And uh, sorry, Meg, I'm stealing your bit. If that's okay. Until then, go for it. See you, space beasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I don't get it.
Oh, are our 20 yeah, listeners all dogs? <laughs> if they want to be. Yeah, no. Hey, furries are welcome here on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.